Welcome to this edition of Hindsight is Horrifying, the show where three mostly normal and somewhat cynical adults discuss life as members of the TV generation. Yes, yes, yes. Now, here are your hosts, Darth Jada, Jason Mitchell, and Adam B. Hello. Welcome. We are we are back again. Sorry, uh, it, it's been a long week and it's only Tuesday. I know, for the love of God. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but we are hind site is horrifying. I am Jason. Oh, wait. wait, what? We're who? I'm on the oh. wrong show. Oh, you've oh. been you've been, oh. on, you've been oh. on the wrong show for a couple for years like now. Like three years yeah. now. Oh god. Ho 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 ho. Oh, what yeah. did you call me? Oh, ho. <laughs> no, I would never say that in public. Oh, in shit. public, we got three million viewers. <laughs> yeah. That's what he calls me when we're alone. <laughs> and we're off to the races, ladies and gentlemen. This is going to be a good one. Oh hell yes! Uh, we are doing some Christmassy things. We are kicking um, off Christmas hard. <laughs> yeah, because the law says that you know in December we have to do Christmas stuff. Yes, um, I guess um, <laughs> upbeat, it's what people expect. So upbeat Christmas movies. Yes, that's what we do. <laughs> upbeat Christmas movies. Um, that's. Going to be an interesting conversation. <laughs> Darth, why don't you tell the ladies and gentlemen what we are watching to kick off the Christmas season? Well, given my undying obsession with Mel Gibson, we are watching... Me uh, too! <laughs> we are watching a movie called Fat Man, where Mel Gibson actually plays uh, kind of an R-rated Santa. Not even kind of, a very R-rated Santa. He's a good guy. At his core, but uh, the problem is that, uh, well, I'll just give you the synopsis. So, to save his declining business, Chris Kringle, Mel Gibson, also known as Santa Claus, is forced into a partnership with the military. Meanwhile, and I don't like the use of this word, meanwhile, a precocious 12-year-old... Precocious! ...hires a hitman to Oh, that precocious Hitler. I know, to kill (laughs) Santa after receiving a lump of coal in his stocking. He's scamping all over Germany and (laughs) Europe. That precocious (laughs) Charles Manson. Yeah, oh, look at that imp. That precocious Bundy. Would you you say he's a jaded Santa? Oh, God. Yeah. I had to do it. Yeah. I just had to do it. I'm sorry. <laughs> go sit over there. <laughs> I'm gonna go. So, so this movie, uh, Fat Man, yes. is the name of the movie. Yes. I don't actually think we said that. Yes, I did. Uh, okay. 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 I thought it was okay. Batman okay. at first. I got all excited. And so, then it was Fat Man. I'm gonna go ahead and lay this out right now. Uh, I liked the movie. Mm-hmm. I did like the movie. Okay. But I think there was a real problem with tone. And we'll kind of get into that as the movie goes on. I think it's a very flawed movie, and I suspect that someone at a certain level stuck their hands into the creative process mm. and made it go one way or the other okay. at points. Uh, but we'll get into that. Okay, yeah. fair enough. So, yeah, you have this, I'm going to call him a psychotic little 12-year-old boy because he's kind of like... Uh, the child version, the, the evil child version of Tony Stark. He's obviously a brilliant inventor, and he hangs his hat on winning the science fair every single year at school. And even his grandma, when he goes out the door to attend the science fair, she's like, oh, get another ribbon for me. That's what winners do. And so he's being raised by his grandma. You never really meet his parents. They're absent. And you only even hear mention of his father. He never mentions a mother. But his father's always working or off traveling with his girlfriend, and he clearly doesn't invest in his son. So... This psychotic little bastard goes to the science fair and comes in second place and then hires the hitman to actually scare the living like shit out of this poor well, 12-year-old girl because she beat him at the science fair. Yeah, the, the, the girl is, 
like you said, he hires a hitman. And and at first I thought, Jesus, because you, you see the hitman played by... Uh, Walton Goggins. Goggins. Walton, one of my Walton favorite, Goggins. Oh, he's such a great actor. He is amazing, yeah, isn't he? You, you see, everything he does. Yeah, he, I mean, he's really good. He does a specific type of crazy incredibly well. <laughs> like, yes. He's been, he's been an evil character. Before. Well, not even evil. He's been kind of the villainous character in uh, Justified where he played Boyd Crowder across from Timothy Oliphant. And that was a great series. If you haven't seen it, watch it. But he's been, he was in uh, some Sons of Anarchy as a transvestite hooker. Ooh, I haven't seen that. I like the sound of that. Well, I loved his tagline because he said, I am the bell that does not tell. And it's, <laughs> it's hilarious. So, but yeah, Walton Goggins strong arms this poor 12-year-old girl into basically falsely admitting that she cheated he, at the no, science fair. he doesn't. Well, he's he the one who delivers. He delivers the girl the to to the kid, who then threatens her with, uh, you know, electrocution That's on right. various parts of the human anatomy. I'm assuming. Yeah. And one clamp on one nipple, one yeah. clamp on the other, and all twelve volts volts right across the heart. Wow, what were you up to this weekend? I don't want to know. I was part of the agency at one time. That's oh, what we did. Dear. That's what we did. So, continue. Well, well and I, I, I think that's sort of the problem I have. Going back to the tone, this movie doesn't actually seem to know what it wants to be. It doesn't know if it wants to be a Quentin Tarantino movie. It doesn't know if it wants to be a, you know, Richard Donner-esque action movie. It doesn't know if it wants to be a comedy. Well, it, it doesn't. It, and it, you're it, right. it's, it's they send very strange signals because in the beginning, when the girl is kidnapped by the hitman, mm-hmm. you think. He's going to kill her because he literally just killed two people before uh-huh. when he when he gets the phone call, you know, to get the job. Yeah, he's murdering people while he's yeah. taking another Here call. Here I go murdering again. <laughs> Here I go killing. Um, so when it turns out that it's just the boy and he's he's not going to kill her, it's sort of like, OK, well, the movie's got a limit. That's the boundary yeah, of the movie. Yeah. OK, I can see the boundary here. Mm-hmm. And then they just start killing people. And and killing people and shooting and blood and yeah, I'm I don't care about violence in movies, but it just felt out of place. Yeah, and the thing is, I feel like they didn't follow through with Walton Goggins' storyline. No, they did not. They have this huge setup at the beginning where he buys precious items that people have received for Christmas throughout their childhoods, and he's like, "How much is your uh, childhood Christmas happiness worth?" or something to that effect. And you think that there's going to be some payoff with that and you don't know what his vendetta against Santa is, but then it doesn't make any sense no. why he's angry at Santa. Like be angry at God. Cause it, it turns out hindsight or spoiler alert, his parents used to abuse him and burn him with cigarettes. So somehow he decided that that's Santa Claus's fault. Like, well, and it was like, he got coal every year except for one when he got a little, he got a little, got police, a little police car. car. Yeah, and I, I agree with you. It's sort of like, one, I don't know why he's he's doing this, but his whole character is, is a contradiction because on the one hand, he's he's going around and he's he's doing hitman ultra badass hitman things. Mm-hmm. But it's obvious. It's like 1980s comedy movie where it's like, well, wouldn't they see him going in there? Wouldn't there be people 
Yeah, at one point, he's in a car just across yeah, the just street across the from street. his victim, and he doesn't have a mask on or anything no. and, to conceal his identity. Right, and that's a comedy trope. That's like, okay, well, he's the... Bef- he's. You know, the bumbling assassin. Yeah, but he's actually pretty damn good. Well, no, not bumbling. He's he's like a character in Fletch, or something like that. Sort of comedy. I can see it. Yeah. But then you can you take that same person and he's just killing people. Yeah. Like killing you know the the elves and the mailman. Everybody. Yeah. It's he just slaughters everyone in his because I guess that's his way of covering his tracks. He kills with impunity. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Nothing can touch him. He's a no. super super killer. I mean, the U.S. Army couldn't kill him. Yeah. No. but which which I had a problem with that scene too. Yeah, it was it was a little off the beaten path for sure. And the, you're right, Jason. This movie comes at you from a lot of different directions. And the poor girl that the twelve uh, year old boy is bullying, and his name is Billy in this movie, I think. So I think it yeah. doesn't matter. <laughs> his name is Chance in real life. Chance Hurts Hurstfield. I know, what a stage name. but so Of the Delaware Hutzfields. And <laughs> here's an important aspect of it, too. Since Billy lives with his grandma, she's kind of wheelchair-ridden, and she mostly just lives upstairs in her own room. And there are servants surrounding them, so they clearly have tons of money. And the kid somehow has access to all the banking and, like, spends his grandmother's money with impunity and just... It spends it on a hitman multiple times. Like just whenever he gets bested or pissed off in life, like he just he get, he's got the hitman on speed dial. Yeah, and I actually did like the fact that the kid was stealing the money from his grandmother. And you're sort of like suspending disbelief and going, okay, well, you know, I guess that's just a movie thing. She's an old lady; she doesn't but, know. But, but then it actually does. Off, but yeah. it actually does come back. There's a consequence for him right. doing that. Yes, and he's not used to any consequences whatsoever. Yeah. And uh, we can get to that point with the grandma later because it's the very end of the movie and it leads to that frightening monologue from Mel Gibson. And oh, which yeah. I, I liked that. Yeah, that oh, it was, was good. Awesome. I liked that. I loved it. Well, let's talk about Mel. Yes. Let's talk about Mel. I I'm, love I, talking about Mel. Mel Mel Gibson is just, he's, uh, he can't not be cool. Oh, I know. Or badass. It's just automatic. Even as Santa Claus, because I was like, okay, how is this going to work? Mel Gibson is this tremendous force of an actor, and uh, but he does it. He's basically just... A because dis- he's not playing Santa Claus. No, he's yeah. playing this run-down, defeated older man who used to be successful, and he's worried about the state of affairs in the world because he hears about like kids throwing a bowling ball off an overpass and causing a huge wreck, and he's like, there's just no decency in the world. And the military approaches him uh, because... He's got like a subsidy for being Santa yeah, Claus it, and for delivering gifts. Well, the more gifts he delivers, I guess. Yeah, because like it, it's good for the economy yes, yes. if Santa Claus is doing this. But if if it's good for the economy because people are buying presents. Yeah, it's the people buying the presents that boosts it, not Santa making them and yeah, delivering them. He's a catalyst. He's a he's a he's a stimulus yeah. package. I, I'm willing. I'm willing to just accept that. Yes. But the thing that threw me was that. Like in the trailer, you know, you have this, you know, uh, gentlemen, this is a one-time thing, and the army showing up, and you see cuts of, you know, Mel Gibson shooting the gun at cans. It kind of implies that he's an assassin. Yeah, it makes it, it the whole time I was like, okay, so they're going to hire him to go off and do a Rambo thing. Yeah. But it's like, no, he just is, he's got a really, really efficient, good operation, and he can make parts for a fighter yeah, well, faster I than Lockheed. Down. 
Yeah. But they're also bombs? <laughs> Who knows? Because later on... FJ-63 fighter jets. <laughs> yeah. The eagle just, of the sky. Yeah. The Thundercook and Falgerberg. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's... it's well, yeah, whatever. Well, and he's got this sense of honor about him. So when he goes to the bar, because he drinks constantly and he overeats. I mean, he's Santa. And they have him like <laughs> with a plate of cookies riding around in his Ford. And Ford clearly paid for a ton of advertising in this movie because you see the hood of that Ford about 50 the, billion The bad guy times. was in a Plymouth. Right. Yeah. In all black Plymouth because everything about him is black, which again is a comedy trope. Yeah, but Mel Gibson's omniscient to a certain degree as Santa Claus and he uses that power for good when he can. Like when he goes to the bar and he notices this guy flirting with the bartender with whom he clearly has a rapport. He's They're like, going to go bang. Oh, they were going to. I mean, to, yeah, it was explicit. He, he completely yeah. cockblocks the guy. He's like, oh, hey, how's the wife at home? How are the kids doing? Yeah. If you drive all night tonight, you can yeah. get home in time for Christmas. Yeah. And well, just, and he says she doesn't respect the bonds of marriage like like you and I do. Yeah, completely <laughs> manipulating <laughs> you know, the guy. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah. I, don't make me hurt you, dude. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> who is this old guy? He's creeping me out. I better get out of here. <laughs> it's and fucking like, Mel Gibson. <laughs> and he even asks, he's like, who are you, man? He's like, I'm the guy who's buying your beer. Get the hell out. Like, yeah. and, so he's protecting his bartender friend which is pretty noble but he scares the hell out of people to do it and he manipulates them with their personal information so well that that's again part of the the mishmash tone is like this scene is like a western scene and and yeah. Mel, Mel Gibson scenes outside you of the workshop noon tomorrow buddy <laughs> yeah they, there's like this western feel and then there's this gross point blank feel with uh Walton Goggins um and, and when they come together, it, uh, I don't know, I, when the fat man and the thin man were on screen together, <laughs> I felt like that was really weak, you know? And why did Santa even care if he knew that he could be stabbed three times and then he'd be okay enough? That was the thing I had questions about, too. His healing process is strange in this universe because he first gets hurt when um, some kids are, like, shooting some sort of flack into the air, like, shooting guns or something, and it... it grazes him when he's in his sleigh delivering the gifts yeah. on Christmas Eve. Mm -hmm. And when he's got it, scars, he's got like a bullet scar. Yeah, he's been yeah. shot like multiple times. Yeah. Well, of course he would be. He comes down a chimney. Someone's gonna, yeah. someone's well, yeah. gonna pop. Well him. it's like Dean Martin said, I don't care who you are, fat man, get those goddamn reindeer off my roof. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. But yeah, so he heals slowly, but he's basically invincible. So I Well yeah, and she says is Going It'll to, heal to, in the usual way when his wife is expressing yeah. concern. And, yeah, and so, okay, is there a consequence? Is there not? And then there's an explicit line that it's, well, giving is what makes him young. Seven, the elf, says giving makes him young. So I thought that was setting up whenever he was really wounded at the end. I guess since he's not giving as much, because that, that was why the government... Uh, tried to get him to do the military contract and took away some of his money because they were like, you're delivering too much coal. We need you to deliver gifts. And he was like, it's not my fault that the state of the world is the way that it is. These kids deserve this coal. That's that's what they get this year. And it's just so, like... Big boon for the coal industry. Well, clearly, yeah. Yeah. His conditioning, He's keeping Virginia His afloat. conditioning is not working. <laughs> it's like they get the coal. They don't change their ways, right? No, it actually makes them worse because the yeah. reason why Billy decides yeah. to hire... and He doesn't have a name. He's just called Skinny Man, the hitman. They uh, say... No, they do say his name in the end because the fat man says his name. He knows him. He knows okay, who well, he is. 
listed as skinny man. Twi- right. A poor, twisted child? Is yes. that what you yeah. say? Yeah. Because, uh, and he even faces off with him and shows him the lack of logic in his hatred for Santa. He's like, I can't fix your parents. That's yeah. not what I'm here to do. That's not the purpose of Santa Claus. And so Billy gets a lump of coal for Christmas as well. And so he decides to hire the hitman to off Santa. Yeah. And it always seems to be a theme for a lot of these holiday Santa shows. Yeah. That, that Santa quits because he's disappointed. Remember a year without a Santa Claus mm-hmm. from the 1972 or something like that with Heat Miser and Ice that, Miser? That's been, I think they've remade that by now. Yeah. But he, he was just tired of all these good for nothing punk kids. Do kids ever get better or are they just always good for nothing punk kids? I got two teenagers and pretty convinced they're good That's, for nothing punk well kids. well oh, damn. hope you're not listening don't don't forget it, it it's not so much the being punks as being stupid yeah and because i am a former teen boy <laughs> um, oh you're not currently a teen no boy? i'm not i, I okay. no, i got out of that game a long time ago <laughs> um and i remember being an idiot a complete idiot i mean from the age of about 12 to Probably 18. I think I smartened up maybe 18, 19, a little bit. Can you I was give us an example? Stupid. Like, What do you mean you were an idiot? Like, um, Well, wait, let me see. What's the statute of limitations? <laughs> he probably <laughs> drank and drove a few times. Oh, right? I, I once, I think I, I've told you this, the stupidest thing I ever did, ever. Uh, I drove a car up to 120 miles an hour. You did tell me this. Yeah, a car that probably shouldn't have been going 20 miles an hour. <laughs> um, and the steering wheel was literally shaking back and forth. I it's was like on a long a country road. A yeah, no, it, it was like that. That's the only time you ever drive like that. <laughs> um, didn't die. Clearly. Yeah. So, um, yeah. Unless you you are dead and we're in some sort of purgatory, which is why we Wait, would going. I be in the purgatory? Or like all three of us? I don't we're, all, know. we're all together because we all did stupid things. And- <laughs> <laughs> Let's uh, your costume again as you say that. Yes. Well, and plus, like sometimes you just do stupid f- things for the experience. Like we used to jump off this thirty-foot rock ledge in the Chattahoochee River when they would release the dam when the water was deeper. But we could have gotten so hurt doing that. Well, you know, there's a reason why you know whenever a country wants to go to war, they get a bunch of like post-teen and Young late-teen people. guys who are invincible. Mm-hmm. They're invincible. Absolutely. And they're stupid. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, they but say it, your frontal lobe isn't fully developed to 25, 26, at least with the male. I can see with, that. With girls, it's a little earlier. That's and uh, that's a, a big reason why our drinking age is what it is in this country. Because if you, uh, my friend has this theory that if you start drinking at a very young age, that's basically where you drop anchor, intellectually speaking. And you never huh. really grow past that. Interesting. That's and, a, that's oh, a I never kind, thought of that. Yeah, before, that actually yeah. is sort of an interesting. Because, you know, the substances that, like, cloud your mind or stunt your growth or whatever, like, and start putting holes in your brain, depending on the severity of the drugs that you're using. Uh, Yeah, I I really agree with that theory because it's like you just drop anchor. Because you see some people who had a real drug problem when they were younger, and they're all kind of just, like, addled. Still living at home in their parents' basement. Yeah, I got some friends like that. That, but they're like almost absent. It's like the, not all the lights are on, and it's not because they're stupid. It's because they destroyed their brains way too early in life and never developed them. So this is very much like Fat Man. Um, <clears throat> and We're so good at staying yeah. on topic. You yeah. Guys. Well, actually, I wanted to bring it back because the world's oldest captain uh, just showed up. <laughs> I know. I did see that. I was like, like, clearly, he was prior enlisted <laughs> for, for like 15 years yeah. and got his commission. <laughs> 
<laughs> He's like one one foot out the door. They threw him some bars. Yeah, know? exactly. God, can we Last talk about Mrs. Wants- Claus? She, when, even when she gets angry, she's so wholesome because when the military comes and tries to shove their weight around and uh, sort of manipulate Santa into manufacturing the fighter jets, she's like, this has been one humdinger of time. And like, she's just, she's not even cursing. She's just, she's just so wholesome. Well, I, I kind of like the idea that somebody as old as her and as wise and who has seen so many things doesn't feel the need to curse, you know, but when it comes time to kill, Oh man, she'll, she'll let it rip. <laughs> I mean, she'll, and I, I have met her in real life. Really? Marianne yes, Jean-Baptiste? Marianne Jean-Baptiste played Hermione Granger in the Harry Potter. Wait, what? She played Hermione oh, Granger. Oh, in Cursed Child. Okay, Cursed when Child, Hermione yeah. would have been older. That she, makes sense. Oh, she was the mother. Oh. Yeah, Her, Hermione. So, so, yeah, when Ed took me backstage, I met them all. She was delightful. Oh she was a very God. sweet lady. Yes. You live such a charmed life. She's been I'm in so about jealous. a million things. Yes, oh, she has. Yes. And where yes. do you know her from? I know her from The Cell with Jennifer Lopez and Vince Ooh. Vaughn. Underrated movie. It scared the living hell yeah. out of me, and I've only seen it once. So Not as good as... Wait. That's the one where it's sort of the virtual reality. It's like she's trapped in her own mind. The red dress or something. Yeah, the red yeah, dress. The red dress. Yeah. Movie, yeah. Yes. And that dress? Oh, my God. Not memorable <laughs> at all for Jason, apparently. Um, no, I mean, I just, yeah. Girl, that's, you are wearing that dress. That's what I remember. It's like that episode of Archer in Dreamland. Yeah. Oh, and that dress? <laughs> oh, my God, that dress. Uh, no, but that Speaking was a, that Archer, was an underrated movie. Um, it was. All I could think of when Walton Goggins does go to assassinate Santa, he's got this big white coat on, he's walking through the woods, and it reminded me of the episode with Timothy Oliphant. Oh, yes, yes. Like, yes. Twin Oaks. You do, do you like that, dude? Twin Oaks. <laughs> and it turns out Archer got date raped by his friend. <laughs> but see, again, yes. that's by by that point, that happens pretty late in the movie when he gets the white coat. Right? Yes. And by that point, I was confused enough as to whether it was a comedy or a dark comedy. Because especially the selection process that he goes through for picking up the coat. It's comedy. They clearly let him riff on that because he's like, oh, camo's ugly. I look fat and tan. Green is stupid. Green is stupid. (laughs) (laughs) And then he decides on the white coat. Yeah, and like he looks at it and it's like, you know, uh, Lloyd from Dumb and Dumber (laughs) saying something. (laughs) Yeah. That's the one. You yeah, sure have good um, taste in coats, mister. They did try to you know, grab at comedy, like with you know, Santa going after the cookies all the yeah, time. Yeah, yeah. You know, just little, little tidbits. It, though the rest of it did have a kind of a dark, yeah, dark I, feel to the, the whole I, thing. I, I would have been happy if the bad guy had... And again, I don't want to sound like I don't like violence in movies. I'm fine with violence in movies. Well, and but it not- just... Seeing those soldiers, like the one soldier gets shot in the throat, and the guy's like, "Hold, you know, pinch it tight, boy. Yeah, you know, come on, son, do it." Just gotta let him go. Yeah. Jeez, yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's pretty dark. not funny. Well, and <laughs> once again, you're right. It doesn't make sense in some spaces, especially when uh, Walton Goggins initially tries to turn down the contract to kill Santa. Billy, Did tra- he? yeah, he's like, "Nope, that's going too far. I'm not going to do that." But you, you I thought that it. was whenever Billy asked to cut his head off. Uh, that comes up later. Okay. So at first he's like, no, I'm not. That's going too far. I'm not going to kill this guy. And you're like, wait a minute. Don't you hate Santa, too? Wouldn't you be more motivated to do this, especially if you're getting paid? Then later, Billy gets really vicious and he's like, yeah, I want you to. And they they completely forgot about that conversation later in the movie because what uh, was the point of that scene? 
What was the point of that conversation? Just to show how vindictive Billy is, I guess. I, but he was like, I want his head. And he goes, absolutely not. You're talking so much liability on my part. No, I'll give you his coat. And the kid's like, okay, fine. And again, but was then, that supposed to be funny? Yeah, you gotta... But then he goes um, to the farm where Santa lives. And he's like, I'm gonna take your damn head. And it's like, when did he change his mind about that? It's just a little inconsistent yeah. throughout. And I think you said this off camera. Like, if Mel Gibson wasn't in this movie... Most people wouldn't have watched it. I would no, have because no. I love Walton Goggins and I think he's great as a villain and he does weird really well. He He's not enough to have gotten me to watch it. I don't um, think he is for this, a lot this of people, was, but I yeah, like him. So. This was Mel Gibson. And I think part of the problem I had was there wasn't nearly enough Mel Gibson doing interesting things. There was plenty of Mel There's Gibson. never enough Mel Gibson. Well, there was a lot of Mel Gibson walking around talking and that's fine, but... When you've got another character that's out doing cool, adventure fun things. Yeah, it's really more about the skinny man. It's really about, yes. It's it's It kind of should be that's him. That's the through line. Yeah. yeah he I should be on the, the top. Uh, but I'd be interested to see who got more camera time, either him or Mel. I think because, he did. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking, yeah. too. And this odd side story where he has a hamster that travels around with him. What was the what point the of that? What was that? And because... Uh, uh, Oh, Mrs. Claus keeps the hamster at the end. Yeah, she so does. That was good because I was like, because well, well, at he, first he's such a creeper that he puts down a hamster, and you're like, where did that come from? <laughs> like, what's that? What's that there for? Well, yeah, he picks up the hamster and he kisses it. And he I thought it. he was going to kill it. I thought he was too because uh-huh. then it was going to show how ruthless he was. Yeah, <laughs> and it's like, okay, yeah. so you establish that he has this hamster, which I guess is supposed to say something about his character, but I don't really know what it's supposed to say. You know, and. He's nice to a kid later on, you know, when he buys the, uh, the yeah. airplane. But but maybe he wasn't being nice. Maybe he just wanted it and he was just... No, he takes precious things from people. He pays yeah. them for it. You're right. But yeah. it's a vindictive thing overall. But with I the feel. kid, was he being nice or was he just... I think he was just being himself. Yeah. Like So the hamster has no purpose then. He doesn't, but it generated... That situation generated one of the funniest lines... And I'm sure you guys appreciated it too. Oh, it was a great the, line. The lady yeah, in the mother. pet shop. Yeah. Oh, that was uh, the best. She's trying I'm to going to say him. that to someone. Yes. Oh, yeah. Because yes. she tries to upsell him, Hindsiders, on a pet because he stops to get like a little gerbil wheel that he hitches to his dash. It's not like he even puts it in a hamster cage. It's seriously like glued to the dashboard of his car. And again, is it comedy when she's pointing out all the toys and he's just putting every one? Yeah. Right. He's getting every toy he has for his beloved pet hamster that doesn't even have an do we know the hamster's name is there anything is there but no the line was so great because he's in the pet store and she's like you seem like a reptile person how about a gecko and he's like no i don't want a gecko and she's like what about a snake and he's like you know what you remind me of my mother (laughs) what did he say because i was so mean she wasn't a good listener listener and and she she never knew when to shut shut the the fuck fuck up up. yes that's okay the language mic drop I had this emotion in the beginning of the movie after the science fair when the the little boy has lost to what's her face? Christine. Christine. And he's like, oh, there must be some mistake. You know, I, I can't be the runner up. I have to be the winner. And he goes outside and he gets into the uh, the suburban. Right. And I just had this image of him getting in the suburban and just yelling, fuck. And then I thought, well, no, they're not going to do that. It's not that kind of movie. Oh, and he di- but it is, though. And he didn't. He didn't say anything bad. And I'm like, okay, yeah, yeah, that makes sense. Because it's, yeah, it's a lighthearted comedy, 
where well, Santa's like an action guy. And at first you think that the kid is more normal than he is because it's like he let his grandma down and that's what he's upset about, that he's not going to be able to take home that ribbon. And that, I think that's part of the motivation. But then you feel like his whole world is his grandmother, but then do I we want to discuss what he tries to do to her at the end? Well, he tries to kill her with fentanyl, yeah. but why did she have... She had it in her pills. Why did she have fentanyl? <laughs> is it prescription fentanyl? It came and out I get, of a prescription bottle. And I, I mean, guess Santa can drink yeah, fentanyl and it, to it doesn't just, bother yes. him. He just chugged it all to zero effect. Like I have, so he can get drunk, <laughs> but fentanyl doesn't. Yeah, I guess. Okay, he, he can. Yeah, uh, I don't like in the treaties. Where was it? The, the um, from I get, Dune. He oh, could. He could yeah, be poisoned. Paul, yeah, treaties. He could be poisoned, and his body would just. You know, absorb it. Well, and maybe it was just like a power play for Santa to show the kid just how invincible he is because he has that great monologue at the end where he's telling Billy, you're going to behave, you're going to set things right with Christine, and if she ever, like, I I don't want to hear about anything happening to your grandmother. If Christine catches so much as a cold, I'm coming back for you. Oh, and it was and like, it was, if anyone feels lesser, if I mean, it was like, if you yeah. make somebody feel bad, mm-hmm. I'm going to come for you, and I'm going to rip you out of your bed, and I'm going to kill you. Yeah, it was it was That, that scene was fantastic, and the, the way he looked, the, the, with the eye patch, or not the eye patch. He but took with the, his patch yeah, off. Yeah. Oh, man. Look at, look at the bloody eye. It was brutal, because he, he loses his eye in the fight with Walton Goggins at the end, hindsighters. Yeah, going to ruin this whole movie for you. Well, yeah. And, <laughs> well, another thing about... Goggins is that he has this knife thing. Oh yeah, but yeah, you know, which that? like where it's, it like it's it was like the pointed blade up? in Will Smith's foot uh, in Wild Wild West. It's it goes like, wherever the hell it's supposed to go. I guess <laughs> yeah, so. Yeah. Well, with Will Smith, it made more sense because he like clicked it out of his boot or whatever, and then was actually kicking at somebody. So that made sense. But you're right, the angle that Walton Goggins was at, I guess he would have had to like bend his leg upward to because that's he, what i'm saying it was only santa it was only useful in that exact Situation. scenario yeah. anything else and it wouldn't have worked by the way uh wild wild west and we have to take a break Robert Conrad. Okay. not the original the, okay. the movie kevin klein kenneth, kenneth branagh kevin klein right, will, right. Smith. will smith yes do you know why that movie exists uh, no because idea. of kenneth branagh's hamlet he was in I so thought, much. Yeah. He was in so much debt. Oh man! <laughs> after, because he personally financed. Wow! Hamlet. Yeah, he was in so true. much debt that it was basically whatever the I need highest, the biggest paycheck. I don't care what it is. Yeah. And he ended up in Wild Wild West Dude, as a guy with a robot spider. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he is the robot spider. Oh, he like, is. He's like well, because he he's. The character makes no sense. He's completely missing half of his body. He's like, the scorpion king. He shouldn't, yeah, he shouldn't be able... He's not, like, attached to the spider. It's sort of part of a chair mechanism that fastens him in, like a seatbelt, I guess. But he's missing half of his body, like, in several of his organs. There's absolutely no reason for him to be alive as a character. <laughs> but that's what makes him build that spider. Well, so hold he that can, thought for when we do yeah. the Wild Wild West. How does yeah. that sound? Fair and enough. I was actually uh, about to say, well, well... Well, you know he was relieved when Harry Potter came along and he got a role in those yeah. movies. Well, he's got... Um, Brando's got that movie uh, Belfast out now that's supposed to be phenomenal. Oh, I'll have to check I, it out. Yeah, yeah, I, I think, love Kenneth Branagh. I think oh, he's Kenneth Branagh's fantastic. Uh, we are going to take Who a quick break. Who the hell is Kenneth Branagh? <laughs> I'm going to tell him you said that. 
We just lost another listener. Yeah. <laughs> Kenneth, we're sorry. Not if they're a Black Adder fan. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. It's all in good fun, Ken. So anyway. Um, anyway, we will be back in about one second. And we're back. Hello. We are back. Hello, everybody. <laughs> uh, we're here. And it's only been one second. One second. It's amazing. I don't know how I emptied my bladder that quickly, I know. but I did. Yeah, Just it hasn't. It hasn't been six weeks. Whoosh. Help. Um, but <laughs> we are still. Him <laughs> yeah. We're still watching uh, Mel Gibson, who again, let's sexy even in this movie. I'm telling you, like, I, well, he is. Fox. He is exactly what they said about James Bond. Women want him. Men want, want to, to be, be him. him. Yes. If I could look like him with the beard and everything, even with the eye patch. <laughs> he was <laughs> yeah. cool with the yeah. eye patch. Yeah. And sure. live where he lives. Oh, Ooh, hell yeah. yeah. Because the set that they built, particularly the, the sort of walkway down from the barn into the elves workshop. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It was a great set. It was really just it's one of those things you have movies like this that are still being made and yeah, movies are what they are nowadays, but the artisans and the tradespeople and the craftspeople, man, they're still good. You know, when you let them go, when you let them work, they yeah. just come up with some awesome stuff. But, um, interesting that you bring up where they shot Jason, because since there are scenes in Northern Alaska, according to IMDb, uh, just after new year's with broad daylight, that's not, Accurate because at that time of the year there should be no sun for sixty days straight. No, there wouldn't be. No, no it'd be very no. dark. It would be yeah. in the summertime. You would get sun till you know whenever. When, last time I was in Alaska was in the summer, and it I, last I, time twilight was at eleven thirty, twelve. I didn't like. I mean, it was like people uh, would be cutting their lawns at eleven p.m. Oh it's yeah, still light. Well, I, I remember. Yeah. I remember being asleep at like eleven forty-five, something like that, because we'd had a long day. Mm-hmm. And I get woken up because there's just people outside. Yeah. You know? See, yeah. the light would bother me. It, it's almost like casino syndrome. Like when you go to Vegas yeah. and you have no yeah. idea what time of day it is, like that would be disconcerting. I would, I think I'd like the light season less than the darker season, though. I'm more Everybody than, does. Do they? The dark season is very depressing. Yeah. yeah oh, no. That, I, I, you, you were, oh, you wanted the dark better than light? I would like the dark better than light. Oh, that's not what you I, said. That's I, oh, okay. I got it backwards. Freaky. Sorry. Freaky. She likes. The I, dark. I don't know. I think. I, I think I would like the dark better for like if I was going there for a vacation, just because the sun. I couldn't go to sleep, and it's like the next yeah, day you wake I'm up, saying. and I'm just at least with it being dark. But the problem is when it's dark, it's cold. Like well, Alaska yeah. in the summertime, it's not that bad. No. Well, like you Seattle. can go. Yeah. You can't really go hunting it as effectively at night, and all the outdoor activities yeah. that they've got going on. So I can see your yeah. argument with that. We did fishing and and fishing at night in the Alaska Sea. I mean, yeah, you know, it, that'd be fun. <laughs> oh, sorry, that moment in the movie makes me cringe because Walton Goggins is like he's an arms master who doesn't hold any of his guns Why correctly. Why does anyone call the police? <laughs> I know. Oh it, yeah, because he's he he breaks his karate instructor's arm. Very, I broke it. I broke yeah. his arm. Yeah. He was so proud of himself. I, I broke it. I don't get it. I don't get it at all. And and, and that's the thing. It's well, like they, if it's a comedy, that's forgivable. Yeah. But, if Will Ferrell does that, <laughs> and then goes on and nobody calls the cop, you don't even think twice. It's funny. Yeah. Yeah. But if it's a serious movie, like even like a Lethal Weapon, there was a limit to what the bad guys couldn't just do whatever the fuck they felt like. No. You know? And my biggest question about him, do you remember the scene when he was crossing into Canada? 
Yes. And mm-hmm. he's at the, he's at the, the, and he's the handing over I all his permits. I thought he was going to shoot stuff. her too. Well, he has, he has like that moment where he's I like, know. his eyes sort of squint and he's looking and it's like, it's like a Highlander sensing another uh, immortal nearby. Right, right. I, I noticed it, that. But then it, but nothing happened. Nothing, nothing happened. materialized. Nothing from that. Nothing materialized. Oh my God, the hottest maid in the world. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah she's very pretty. And not not as pretty as Arnold Schwarzenegger's made, that's for sure. <laughs> bum, bum, bum. <laughs> Let's make a big faced boy. <laughs> oh, God. His poor son is a large faced boy. Looking, that was yeah. the line. <laughs> um, no, when, when they made the reference before, you know, he was approached by the government and then they approached him again for some additional work. And he said, I'll get some axle grease in case I change my mind. I have a feeling I knew what that meant, but I wanted to see what the take is on I, YouTube. I, 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 I was that. I was actually I heard the same line and I actually sort of was like I don't I don't know. I actually couldn't figure out what that meant. I didn't so, even so hear what that I one. thought is is, you know, if he ever working with them was the equivalent of being sodomized. Okay. So he was just going to bring some axle grease to make oh. it, to make the uh, the exchange a little yeah. bit more palatable on his side. It was okay. a, it was kind of a dirty throwaway funny comment. But yeah. once again that just could have been my sailor mind thinking, you know. No, I think you're right. Yeah. I think you're absolutely you right. You never about take that. things in a dirty direction. Uh, <laughs> what? Here here's the other problem. <laughs> this guy has been obs- he's a hitman. He is a killer. Yeah. He's got a certain set of skills. <laughs> okay. Not as good as Liam Neeson's, but they're pretty up there. <laughs> Go to the local gym and ask men to pee in your hands. <laughs> what? From Family Guy. I don't remember <laughs> yeah. this. No, but so the hitman has a certain set of skills. He's a dangerous guy. Mm-hmm. He's got connections. He's got tools. He's got guns. And he's got a serious grudge against Santa. Mm-hmm. He's right. obsessed with Santa. He has this whole scheme where he buys gifts that Santa gave to people. Right. It's almost and as it, if he's but, trying to... But why didn't he ever go through the, like, day of effort it took him to find Santa if he wanted his head, if he if he wanted revenge against Santa, and it was that easy? Yeah, you see, he has this vendetta that he nurses his entire life without taking any action except in this weird backwards way where, like you said, isn't he purchases everybody's precious Christmas gifts. And he just... It just doesn't make a lot of sense. You're right. Yeah, and he, I mean, like, he's supposed to be this, like, Javier Bardeen sort of character. And and that worked in that movie in No Country. But I, I, don't, I don't know. I don't, the movie, I wanted to like it. I really did. And I think on balance, I ended up liking it. Poor mailman. But I hate when you shoot a mailman. There's yeah, well, he kills two. Yeah, he kills two of them. Yeah, he went postal on the mailman. That's what yeah. I was thinking. <laughs> you think the, the mailman would be ready for that at all times? I guess so. Well, apparently, you know, everyone other than him is a complete fucking idiot because he just easily walks in anywhere he wants. He he. You well, know. I mean, he did put a disguise on to go into the postal service office. Like he steals the guy's uniform that he kills. Yeah. And then, yeah. So they think that he works there, and, um, and you know, GS employees not necessarily the hottest <laughs> French fries in the bag. <laughs> yeah, that you know? is true. You know what I mean? The yeah. Hottest. No I can't get fired. No offense to my GS friends. I love you all, but yeah, sharp as a marble. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's it's easy to get a few things past them. Yeah, uh, and, and I'm fine with that in a comedy. 
Well, right, right. He's tracking down Santa. He, he doesn't have luck with information because he's like, hey, I'm trying to reach, uh, you know, where would I find something in the North Pole? And they're like, sir, what are you talking about? And he starts yeah. to, he gets uppity and curses rudely at the lady at information. They're like, sir, I can't stay on the line if you're going to curse. He's like, sorry, I didn't mean to curse. I didn't mean to curse. Um, I'm looking for Chris Kringle. And they hang up on him because they think it's some sort of practical joke. He's like, why the fuck did you hang on the phone? Like, yeah, but but isn't... Which could have been funny in it, it, a different movie. Yeah, it doesn't Because it was meant sense. to be. But yeah, it's, it's kind of confusing. You're Santa right is not that. only real, he's very obviously real. And people know him. People know him. They know how to find him. Like, even the post office, they were like, okay, he... He doesn't have anything shipped directly to his house. I, honest to goodness, don't know where he lives. It's just a P.O. box. So You've you've never figured out, like, where where he... uh, I mean, it's your town. Yeah. You see the guy all the time. You don't even know where he lives. Oh, by the way, it's this... this... is before he goes up to Alaska, I want to say. Yeah, but but it's like this huge compound Mm. with buildings, and you don't know... Mm. Yeah, it's... Hollywood. Yeah, literary assumptions. I think the movie is asking just a little little too much. Yeah. You know, but again. They they don't even give like a throwaway line where it's like, oh, well, the magic of Santa makes the farm invisible. Yeah. Not even a throwaway. They don't explain any of that. He's he's got this very traceable, you know, address. Every postmaster in America knows that there's a classified... That's what I loved. It's like a conspiracy theory that all of the postmen yeah, have been keeping it, all these years. Again, if you want this to be a Quentin Tarantino, like down and dirty, you know, full tilt boogie kind of like thing, it's not a comedy. Or at least if it is a comedy, it's got to be a Coen Brothers comedy or it's got to be. Bullet yeah. holes in his you know, sleigh. <laughs> Poor Santa. Yeah. It's so ghetto. <laughs> they took pot shots at him when he was flying over. Hey, people would do that. Yeah, that's how they explain how he heals because the he does UFO. have a significant injury. But I think it's amazing only two kids shot at him. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Yeah, you must. Have, you you were kind of right. It's a guy who flies around in the air and you know enters oh, your house through your a, chimney. Here's his knife thing. I, I didn't quite. Is it in his it, jacket? It, yeah, I. It's in his. It's in oh, his leg. It's in his it's leg. On his leg. It's like a holster. Oh, That's why the angle doesn't make any sense when okay. he impales. Yeah, Santa it Claus. points straight up. Yeah, it's like straight across his knee. Yeah, it's weird. So it only works in that scenario. Mm-hmm. And why does he have the things? Explosives that they're building. Because the the elf picks up one of them, and the guy's like, "That's not a toy." And then the elf takes it apart. Right. Yes. Where did the elf get that from? Well, the elves are master builders. And oh, okay. Assemblers. So they all build. Well, then why does he have them? Well, no, he didn't build it. He just can touch. The elves can touch anything and, and know exactly how it's oh, made. Oh, I see what you mean. I see what you, you mean. You see how it's yeah. built because is I'm this, sure. Is this so? Is this it, it is a so. secret yes. elf knowledge? Because you're dressed every, like an elf. I thought everybody. I thought everybody knew that. <laughs> I was wrong. Nope. That's, can, n- that's new information. Can we talk about the best character in the movie, though? The hamster. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, no. I was Credit. waiting for him to stick it up. His, never mind. Yeah. That's what I said earlier. I was like, because it's so random and he's such a creeper that you're like, what the hell is that hamster oh, for? What is like, he going to do oh, that no. hamster with? What is he? Yeah. Anyway. Well, the, the best character in the movie, though, in my opinion, Seven. Oh, Seven's, seven's awesome. Seven's, seven's cool, great. Yeah. He's immediately likable. Yeah. You immediately, they communicated his entire character 
in the first like two or three sentences and 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 the the actor's performance. And for those of you who don't realize that Seven is Santa's right-hand man basically. He's like the head elf and the the elderly captain even asks at one point he's like Seven, that's what you call him. That's strange and he goes, "Well, we're uh, we're assigned numbers, and that's how we keep track of each other. And he was like, we don't reissue numbers. That's unethical and dishonorable. And yeah. the captain was like, wow. I like that. I really respect Yeah, Yeah, he, the captain came around. around. Well, the captain, admire, he admires everything. The only thing yeah. he critiques is their sleep schedule. And their, and their food. food. And their food. Oh, and their food. No, it's very Buddy the Elf because they live on carbs and sugar, and it's basically like when Will Ferrell was pouring syrup yes. on noodles. Like, <laughs> oh. They live on like cookies and candy canes and stuff, and it's... And they just eat straight carbs. He was like, that's not a balanced diet. You need at least four food groups, sir. Like, that's not okay. And, and like, eight hours of sleep a night. Yeah. Yeah, I, I especially like that the soldiers wear their helmets all the time for all the fucking good that did them. Yeah. <laughs> well, that, that was true. I didn't need, know why they needed full battle dress as a sentry. Yeah. Usually and, don't, don't yeah. do that. Yeah. And, and and they might as well have been wearing tutus. I mean, <laughs> for all the good it did them. <laughs> yeah. I, and that's, I think that was sort of the... At that point, it was like, I was disappointed because I had this thought that, oh, well, Santa, you know, he's got the, you know, this army detachment that is there with him. Right. Oh, I bet there's going to be some like, you know, like that's going to be an interesting thing the way they do that. How are they going to figure out how to get the the hitman in even though the army is there? And it's like, no, he's he's a super soldier. He just walked right in and he blew just, them all He just away. shoots them all. Yeah, yeah, and I thought the elves were going to be, uh, you know, more defensive of Santa. Like, maybe they were going to rise up against they the They tried. Yeah, that's They true. tried. No, but I thought they, it was going to be a little more substantial than what it was. Like, because yeah. he's wildly outnumbered. Well, yeah, it's only, it's like the Predator or, or, or the Terminator showing up. And I'm like, this guy's just... He's just a dude. He's just a dude. You can, you can if if two people with guns faced off against him... All they'd have to do is just kind of be far away. He's not magic. Right. No. You know, two bullets. He can't, you know, he can't do anything about both of them. See, this portion made me sad when they forced the elves to cut the bells off of their little Christmas shoes. Again, why? <laughs> what is the point of yeah. that? Um, because of the metal detectors. No, 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 no. No, I mean, story-wise. Right. Oh, why yeah, put that in there? There's no yeah. payoff to it, but he basically removes all of them, and he's like, yeah, they'll make our metal detectors go crazy. And then that, that's it. The reason you would do that in a screenplay is to establish that these are these are bad people, or or if they're not, yeah, that's bad, why it'd be sad because they're being punished for basically no reason. Yeah, and it's like, well, but they're not though. They, they turn out to be okay. They're they're yeah, yeah and like well, the soldiers. I was, always, I was always expecting the soldiers to be bad. Yeah, you have to cut yeah. the bells off of your hat, Mister. Okay, here's the scene. This is the scene in the uh, at the toll booth. Okay, let yes. me let me pay attention to this because I didn't pick up on this when. Yeah, he hands him all the forms. All the paperwork. Yeah, hands her all the My forms. Three one seven seven right here. Ha ha ha! That's so funny. He had them already done. And then and then yeah. there's this then a, weird. There's a pause. Yeah, just before well, the stamp. And there it is. And there's the sound. It, like there's sound have... designed in this. They intentionally yes, made looking, this scene. Yeah, like he's gonna take her out. And uh, I had the subtitles on when I was watching this last night. It says, Stamp goes, Kathunk, <laughs> which I thought was awesome. Yes. The deaf must be so thankful <laughs> for that. Oh, Kathunk. <laughs> if it, I thought it would have well, made a totally different sound. What was that moment on Community where Abed was trying to explain a sound to the uh, deaf girl that he was trying to date? 
Because she was like, I don't know what this sounds like. And he was trying to describe it to her. I don't remember. Okay, I'll have to find it. Yeah, uh, I honestly don't remember. She was like, he, or no, I think he asked her, like, how do they... Um, how do they explain this sound to deaf people? And she's like, oh, it's kind of like this. And she's trying to explain it, but yeah. Hang on, I, I just want to point oh, something no, out. It. Well, yeah, yes. they, they make a point of showing the uh, snow machines being driven off, or the-, the Snowmobiles? Snowmobiles. Yeah. Snow machines. Well, that's what they call them. In, in Canada, they call them snow machines. In, in, in oh, Alaska. they do? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. yeah, you don't call them mobiles. Yeah. They're machines. So they, they make a point yeah. of showing a soldier driving one off. And it's like, ooh, I saw that, and I thought, okay. there's gonna, ah, gonna be gonna be some cool shit. No, nothing, nothing. They've got all these Humvees. They've got all this transportation. Nothing. <laughs> nothing. Everything yeah. happens on foot. Like, yeah, there's no like, there's no Hummer with like a fifty cal machine gun. There's nothing. The army might as well. The only reason they were there was to die, yeah. because they didn't even affect the final uh, confrontation. And what Which was, Santa Claus lost anyway. Yeah. Uh, or Chris. Chris lost. Yeah, Chris lost. His wife had to step in and kick some ass for him. But there was no payoff to this moment either. So uh, <laughs> You're Chris right. You're up. totally correct. These two soldiers are trying to lift this really heavy uh, set of crates, I think. And yep, yep. Mel Gibson's like, oh, here, have some hot, hold my hot chocolate. And he just like lifts like 900 pounds barehanded. Yeah. And then somehow... He can't beat the hell out of this guy hand on hand. It doesn't make one punch with a guy that strong. And should he's, knock yeah. you the hell out. Yeah. That shot right there. This is like a Bond villain lair or like a secret MI6 lair. You know, I, I, the, the production design on the movie is just awesome. Mm-hmm. You know, and again, it's it, I have infinite respect for the people who do this stuff because nobody thinks about them, you know, they don't cover those at the Academy Awards. You but know. it makes the movie. Right, right. It, it makes does. the movie, though. Yeah. Well, I mean, you think about it. The person who makes his beard and hair look like that. It's not him. He's right, not doing right. that. That's you know? true. I mean, the costumer who picked out those awesome-ass clothes in the end. Mm-hmm. And the cane, you know? But then just all the other... Ran- There's so much random stuff with no payoff in this movie that you're right. It does, it does taint the good quality aspects of it like one thing i was particularly confused about walton goggins is just driving straight to santa like doesn't even stop to use an actual restroom he's relieving himself in a plastic bottle right right of course he empties it out again in a comedy scene no that i get but then he takes the bottle and just like thrusts it on his dashboard i was like who puts their piss bottle (laughs) it's still dripping it's still steaming and he threw it on his dash that hamster is gonna get so diseased i know (laughs) i think this movie under the right circumstances i think if you if you um it's sort of like lj said once he said here's how you watch the expendables go to the gas station get two 40 ounce whatever (laughs) drink one then then start playing the expendables and while watching the expendables drink the other one Uh, and 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 it's perfect it's a wonderful experience yes you'll you'll enjoy the movie i think this movie is kind of in that same area where i just have to be a little dumber little little inebriated yeah if and 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 it's good Mm. i mean but again though no mel forget it yeah, he does kind of carry the movie. Uh, yeah, that see that was a cute moment. You were and right, he did Adam. the walk. He did the he did yeah, the Mel Gibson walk. He stormed yeah. off with his cookie. He yeah. stole the cookie well, from his wife. He reaches for the plate and she 
pushes his hand away. And then when she's caught up in her conversation with the captain, he's just like, Ugh, and just power walks away, away from her. Yeah. That was cute. I think the hitman's major, like his superpower is that nobody notices him. Yeah, he's like Joe in that You Netflix series, because and there are so many memes about it. Y- y'all know the premise of that show, right? Well, he stalks girls endlessly, and nobody sees him because he has a ball cap on. Yeah. And so that's like yeah, that's yeah. super popular for He doesn't song. even have a ball cap. I know. <laughs> no mask, no nothing. Oh, here comes the, the interaction with the lady at the pet shop. At, at the biggest pet shop in southern Alaska? Oh, it's or huge. wherever? Yeah, it's the only one. I've Actually, never been to a pet shop like that. Really? I've n- No, even PetSmart doesn't have any animals anymore. Yeah, they do. They've got birds and lizards and rabbits and stuff. Uh, they don't have rabbits anymore. Oh, really? No, no. Oh, I guess no. that changed. Okay. Well, I, I was there the other week. They had they had a few birds, but they didn't have any uh, reptiles. Interesting. They, yeah, they, they mostly have fish. <laughs> That's an important bulletin for you at home, by the way. <laughs> you know, don't go to PetSmart if you're looking for it, you know. Yeah, or at least check first online. Well, they will have a hamster wheel for your hamster. Yeah, they'll have that. Because there's no payoff to that relationship either. No. He he stops and go, he clearly loves this animal. He goes out of his way because you see him in the vehicle and I guess he just sympathizes with the hamster like thinking that it's bored or something. So he literally stops, gets a wheel, like glues it to his dashboard yeah, so that the hamster which is fine. just run well, on the wheel. Yeah, which is like you put that stuff in a screenplay either to endear the character you know, so it's like, oh, it's a bad guy. I hate him. I hate him. Mm-hmm. And then you put something in there and it makes the audience like, ooh, well, I kind of. But he's got a soft side. Yeah. You know? Or you do it to explain him. You know, like, oh, this is a little glimpse into what's really going on in his head. But in this case, I don't, like, he doesn't seem it's to. It's not substantial enough yeah, to he, redeem him in any way. Yeah. If he was, like, stopping and picking up, like, a puppy off the side of the road, mm-hmm. you know, and, like, or, or, or if he. And, and I know I've seen this and I don't know which movie it was in. If you, if a hitman sees somebody about to kill a dog and he's like, hey, you know, don't kill that dog, you know, and like shoots the guy who's about to kill the dog. Yeah. And like rescues him. It would be more redeeming. And I think part of the problem with this movie is that it, there's not a clear protagonist or antagonist because the no, bad, the really bad guy remains the bad guy throughout and just dies. No, and I disagree. You think Chris changes? Chris is the uh, protagonist, and the little boy is the, is antagonist. the antagonist. Okay, or you know actually, no, it might be the other way around. Because the boy yeah, at, that, the, at the well, end, well, you don't get any payoff well, or right. proof that no, he you're changes. Right, you're right. You just assume that he's going to, because Santa scared the life out of him. Well, so. and, and let's talk about the obvious setup for a sequel. the The end of the movie is very much like. They're building it better. It's we're building. It's going to be better, better. than it was before. Oh, and now, and now, proof. Yeah, and now I'm proactive. <laughs> so it's like now that's kind of the whole. Oh, what do we have? We have that's a, the headshot of the uh, pet shop. <laughs> you give me grief about my, my headshot. <laughs> hey, hey, I saw it already. Actually, <laughs> I I looked up nudes already. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so hindsighters, the pet shop owner clearly was a woman in her probably late fifties, mid sixties. But we look at her headshot at late thirties. Yeah, you she's, know what? You, you, you could tell. I will say this: when I was watching it, I I was like, yeah, she's actually a really attractive. Oh, woman. absolutely. They, they've got a lot of yes. kooky makeup on her. Um, 
and like he smokes and I feel like there was the supposed does, yeah. to be something I'm supposed to take something from that that he smokes yeah because they they make an effort to show that he does yeah it's and, uh, very upfront it's in your face yeah and also whenever he buys the product the the gifts that the people had gotten from Santa he really negotiates them hard yeah and he gives this kid $200 for a plane that's probably worth 20 yeah. 30 that was weird. Yeah, and this is where you find out about his abuse. You know what I got for Christmas when I was your age? Oh, and he shows marks. him the bar- burn marks. You never forget the smell of burning flesh and menthols. And it's just like, okay. Do you, know, do you know who he reminds me of? Do tell. Bill Paxton. <laughs> uh, bit, yeah. look, in the, look in this scene. You can just wait eh. till it cuts back. <laughs> I'm not really seeing I it. can see Bill Paxton. I respectfully disagree. But... <laughs> Yeah, and then and the, he bought the plane. But there's no point to that. Yeah, it yeah, doesn't, why, it doesn't why show. He that? just it, it, the kid calls it it's a his fetish. hobby. Yeah, it doesn't show how this affects him, and or if it like. And then the cop doesn't. Yeah, doesn't even follow the second him. time he the second time he passed by a cop. Uh, there was a, there was a I scene earlier where he, he but they didn't show. But there was obviously a cop sitting. And he just drove by, and I went, oh, he's going to get pulled over. That's what yeah, I thought. He's and then it's going to be like, oh, uh, you know, Javier Bardain all over the cop. And yeah. No. Nothing. Not I love how in the mess hall, like we were talking about the elves diet before, but it it's kind of insane because they'll eat like an entire pie like in, a, <laughs> in one meal. Yeah, but look at that lighting. Oh, it's great. Look how good that is. I mean, look at just. It's like it's, a gulag or something, you know, like a yeah. concentration camp. Almost. Well, I, I, I have my helmet on in the middle. I, I yeah. got the impression. I felt like it was a World War II movie, like on a Royal Navy ship. Yeah. I mean, it was like they were in the bowels of a ship, you know, doing this difficult, repetitive work. But even that doesn't pay off. None of it really does. And even you don't really understand why the military is accumulating all these weapons. I mean, yeah, I does know Lockheed, the mili- yeah, has Lockheed like, run they, out of money? Yeah. I mean, well, and plus, yeah. like, what are they gearing up for? They're basically it's, there yes, to make yes. his life more difficult. Yeah. Well, yeah. That's the biggest thing. Why is the military in such a hurry to get this one part? Yeah. They never, oh, well, China is going to be launching this thing, you know, or, oh, we think a terrorist. got to ta- stop the commies. Or nothing. Nothing. Supply chain issues? I, I guess. Yeah. You know, okay. like, no, I guess. But what are they gearing up toward? What's the what's the goal? Maybe they're afraid their budget will get cut and they just want to spend it all out in yeah, this fiscal no, year. No backstory. No. It's and, like the relationship of the little boy with the assassin. How did, you know, yeah. How did that happen? I, I got yeah. such a John Mulaney. Well, they, they just like throw, his, they throw away how that happened. Yeah. Yeah. And his best friend is a disgraced. Nuclear physicists, and they never explain, like not even in a lazy future, way. Right? Like, yeah. oh, remember that time we met in the science building? Like, it's the same exact <laughs> well, thing. Well, in this one, the kid knows the driver. Because remember, the first time he says to the driver, Hey, I need you to put me in touch with that guy again. Oh, okay. or our friend. Yeah, but where did he get the notion the, to do this kind of thing in the first? And what? Because when, I, agree, I, was, when yeah. I was twelve, I is didn't know he what an the evil hell a genius? Was. Yeah, is he an evil Bond villain, or is he? I mean, he, he is kind of. I did describe him as like the young evil Tony Stark. So maybe. Yeah, but but at the same time, though, his grandmother is actually watching where the money's going. Right. So. Why, how did it take her this long? Yeah. Catch on. It's, it, it's what the script said. Yeah. It, I read the script. Yeah. It, especially since it's not a cheap thing to hire a hitman, to my knowledge. I was a expecting a September 11th thing here. <laughs> what? When when they showed the firefighter. Oh, right. And like, oh, as soon as I saw this, I was like, oh, like shit. Is that going to be like 
she became a firefighter because of your gift, but then it was like, oh. Oh, and then she died in a tragic fire. Fuck oh, it. God. Nothing I do makes any difference, you know? Well, what Jason's talking about, Hindsiders, is that Mrs. Claus is trying to give Santa an emotional boost. So she puts together all these file folders of all the children that he's distributed gifts to over oh. the years. I thought it was like three of them. Oh, is it three of them? I okay. saw, well, I saw three. multiple folders, okay. so it doesn't matter. Yeah. Um, but he sees that one little boy used to play with like a Fisher Price kitchen set, and now he's a professional chef. Right now, where she got these photos of these children, I'm not a hundred percent sure. Magic. And one little girl, uh, he gave her. Uh, it was a fire truck, right? And so she, yeah. she became a firefighter when she yeah. grew up. And she's like, see, and he. And comes then the in, guy became a chef. That's yeah. what I just said. Yeah. Yeah. Way to issue traditional gender roles. Oh, heck yeah. They are so forward. Thank I you. know. Aren't they fascinating? <laughs> I identify as they. Thank you very much because sometimes I'm just too much. I can't do a good David Cross voice. So. <laughs> David Cross. He's a From Archer. He's a comedian. Oh, yeah. Remember? Yeah, way to okay. do way way to <laughs> shoot traditional generals pirates. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I'm gonna be a pirate king. <laughs> yeah, I know what you're talking about now. So um yeah, they're fascinating. But uh he comes in, uh Chris comes in and apologizes Chris. Chris <laughs> Dennis the Manith. He comes in and apologizes and to his wife for having been such a Debbie Downer lately and being so negative and he thanks her for supporting him and she's like, That's what we're here for. Yeah, you know, I put yeah. up with your shit because I love you very much. And we've got a when you're we've down, got a job to do. Yeah, yeah. I'm yeah. here to boost we, you. That's what we decided to do this. And then and, he wants to boink her. Yeah, but, yeah. And she I says mean, no, not yeah. until you take a shower. Yeah, <laughs> that that sweatsuit seals in all the juices. I'll take, go, oh. <laughs> I'll take a shower before. I'll take a shower before, and ideally Frankenstein suit. <laughs> <laughs> well, and did, what was the? There was a weird line. I don't know if it was after where we we're at or before when. Um, Santa or Chris is telling seven like, Hey, you know, we've been through bad times before. And he says 1910 was a really good year, but then there was that war, but the war began in 1914. Right. Right. Oh, I, I was I, like, I missed that. Yeah. I don't know. And, and it was, rewatch it. it was a weird line. Cause I was like, well, they, they didn't get that wrong. Did they? I have no idea. Yeah, I don't know. But yeah, so uh, I think we skip past a very important detail that Adam just shared, which is that oh, Mr. the receding Mrs. hairline. <laughs> Mister, <laughs> Mrs. Claus, get it on for some afternoon delight. <laughs> well, to be fair, she did finish, you know, knitting what probably is the itchiest and scratchiest uh, <laughs> blanket. I think Comforter? it was a scarf. Oh no, she no, didn't. No, no, it, it was. It was a blanket. Right. It was a blanket. Yeah, because yeah. they remember, put it on the bed. There was the insinuation. It's a little bit later that the action occurs. It has not occurred yet. That's true. Yeah, it's later. He propositions her, but like you said, because, because he, walks, he all of a sudden gets in a good mood. Yeah, because of the pictures. Because of the pictures. Yeah. yeah. And uh, she, <laughs> when he does walk in, you're right. She uh, puts him off and tells him to take a shower because he was hitting his punching bag and working out. And she was like, "Of course, here you do, like you do. You come in dripping sweat all over my kitchen floor yeah. and and using my good towels as uh, as as sweat rags. Sweat rags. Yeah. Yeah. But here, right. here's I think the biggest flaw, the fundamental flaw of the movie, and we do, do have to take tell. a break soon. Okay. Santa Claus is a badass. Yes. Why? Because I was okay with that when they show, it's like beginning of the movie, Santa Claus, he's shooting. I'm like, okay, yeah, well, of course, because the government hires Santa Claus to go out and do these things. Even but his then, face on the but movie. But then he doesn't, the government doesn't hire him to do those things. Yeah. 
Why uh, is he such a badass? I'm not sure. But even you were talking about the trailer. Even in the movie poster, it conveys that message that he's the one who, like a fish out of water sort of story where he's suddenly an assassin because he's, he's all wide-eyed right. and manic on the movie poster. And Walton Goggins is behind him. And it looks like they are, it's almost like a buddy cop movie. Like they're going to team up and go kick some ass somewhere. You're totally right about that. So I really don't know why they went in this direction, but. It's weird. It really is weird. I, I. I don't like duck canvas. Way too much going on when he's judging the coats. Yeah. I would bet. Too many sticks. I'm not a fucking tree. Yeah, which. I know that's, that's what camouflage they, looks like. You twat. I, <laughs> that's why I think they just let him. They were trying to make riff. it. He was. Yeah. Riffing. Yeah. But. Yeah. I think the fundamental reason why the movie fails, though, goes to that point. You know, it's 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 the it's the Phantom of the Paradise situation where the it's so misleading in the trailer that yeah. when you see what it actually is, you're like, oh, this is not what I signed up for. But it worked. That worked for Phantom of the Paradise. I enjoyed it more because it wasn't the movie I thought it was going to be. Same. It did the yeah. opposite with this movie. Yeah. Um. But the thing is, though, there is sort of a correlation because with Phantom of the Paradise, they made this movie. The studio saw it and went, uh, we're not going to sell this. Make a trailer that makes it look like something Phantom of the Opera, yeah. Like a shticky Phantom of the Opera. With this, I feel like the script was delivered. Shooting began. They they had everything in place. People, And then somebody went, uh, this isn't going to work. It needs to be a comedy. Yeah. Or... No, 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 This is too much of a comedy. It needs to be, it's Mel Gibson. We're paying for Mel Gibson. It needs to be a hard, edgy, and it ended up being. trying to shoehorn too many different pieces yeah, in. I, I, probably it had an original concept that was good. It might even have a director's cut that, I don't even know. I mean, there, there might yeah. be one. That makes it make more sense. Uh, yeah. But Jason, this part where you find Billy, where he's demanding Santa's head, he's painting in his home. It reminded me of Eddie Izzard c- talking about Hitler. He's like, Hitler was a vegan painter, but you gotta wonder where he's like, I, I cannot get the trees. Damn, I will kill everyone in the world. Like, <laughs> that's what that moment really hit for me. It reminded me of that joke. Well, and on that reference to Adolf Hitler, uh, <laughs> we are going to take a quick break. We'll be back in about one second. And we're back. Hello. <laughs> we we've managed to Pick drag ourselves back apart. in. Yes. And in, in uh, one second. Yeah. In one second, we got it all out. Um, this is the part of the movie where it's like spies like us, directed by Quentin Tarantino. Uh, combined with that episode of Archer. Yeah. Uh, and, where he finds out about the date rape. <laughs> yeah, and and I just I don't know. It just doesn't work for me. I did not like the entire, from this point on, like the last third of the movie, I wasn't there with it. Spray and pray. <laughs> and he's got a skis. A lot of shooting. A lot of sh- and What does he use the skis for? Just to distract. Uh, distraction, that's it. Yeah. yeah. Like, he wasn't going any place where he needed skis. Yeah, because they're not even like cross-country type skis. They're just regular ones. But yeah. he's not anywhere where he would be skiing. It doesn't make any sense. They're water skis. They have like the little... <laughs> Make sure to jump the wake, man. That's the tricky part. But yeah, so yeah, I guess he just distracts them with it. They're like, what is that? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. These are the guys they didn't send to Afghanistan. What do you think, Sarge? <laughs> like, yeah, <laughs> they're guardsmen. Yeah, I, I mean, it's a, it's, it's like the army. It's there. God, you're right, Jason. Mel Gibson does. Oh, snow some, machine. Yeah, there's yeah. Snow there it is. Wheels, two of them. Two, two of I them. I thought there was going to be a chase sequence or something like. Damn. 
<laughs> no payoff on the snow no, machine. No, zero. Nothing. Absolutely zero. <laughs> but yeah, Mel Gibson does have a very distinct walk, even with the extra weight. Because at first I was wondering, it, it did didn't he put look, on weight or was it a fat suit? I was, yeah, I was never really a hundred percent sure. I, I think I kind of think it's a just little the, bit, yeah. But not, I, I, but I think they padded it and he, didn't put the layers on him to make yeah, him look bigger. Because he's not really fat; he's more punchy. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. and he's got a lot of clothes on yes. the whole time. Well, almost the whole time. Well, he's about to yeah, get he's about wow, naked. Wow. Brown is, chicken, brown cat. Yes, Miss Claw's gonna spread her ankles. <laughs> <laughs> Partridge in a pear tree. I don't. It sounded sexy. Five golden condoms. No, no. <laughs> I don't know. Two turtle doves. <laughs> I don't. And and it is a mixed marriage, by the way. I, I think yeah, the insiders is, need to know that yes. because uh, they were not popular in the South forty years ago, but they got over it. <laughs> yeah, but to be fair, they're like not even human. So yeah, you know, I mean, at this yeah. point, if you have a hang up, yeah. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> you got to wonder how she must have felt about that, though, given his uh, racial, like going postal. <laughs> He he doesn't like Jewish people. He's okay with black. Yeah, people. Yeah, I was about to say I he, he, yeah. he, I was, he was, speci- was No, it was, oh no, it was it was very it was specifically for yes. Jewish people. Okay, very I, specific. Okay, yes, yes. Right. in vino veritas. I've, <laughs> I've heard smidges of it, but I've never heard the whole rant. I thought it was like just racist across the board. So okay, no, no, no he was accusing the police officer of being part of a Jewish conspiracy or something. Oh, I, I don't know. She's yeah. the queen of Christmas, so she doesn't have to worry about his but, racism but, but, toward Jews. But here's the thing, though. So Mel Gibson does that, and he says all these terrible things about Jews. Seth MacFarlane says literally just as bad about Jews on Family Guy, yeah. and that's okay. Yeah, somehow. I mean, Peter Griffin... Of- Peter Griffin literally looked at a picture of a Nazi and said, I know Jews are bad, but Nazis are worse. That was literally a line. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Well, and they're, they're, I think they get away with it because they're just irreverent on all counts. Like, uh, Peter was, did, they did one of those cutaways where he was like, oh, like that time I got out of, out of uh, jury duty. Awful lot of honkies in here. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, that's one of my favorite jokes that he ever did. Snow machines. Oh. Oh, then the drivers no, are done. That's it. Snow machines yeah. are not in the movie anymore. Hummers don't do anything. Snow machines don't do anything. Nothing that the army is working on. Also, why is the army working on a fighter jet? Who knows? But did the people who made this movie not realize that back in the 40s, we started this organization called the Air Force? They tend to be pretty protective of that. They are, yes. Yeah, they're they're stodgy. They don't want the Army Air Corps coming back again. No, no. Kind of their primary function. Yeah, it's sort of their thing, you know. They get tetchy about it. Uh, Uh, Now, I just keep flashing back to Archer episodes. There's not even an underage girl trying to harass him on one of the snowmobiles like yeah. there's so many archer aspects in this movie it's well great. the whole the whole set design of the of the lair which again i mean i like want this to be my basement if i won the, lighting, the lot everything yeah if i won the lottery that is literally down to the lighting i would probably change the food because i'm not much of a sweet tooth but you know <laughs> wait you don't want syrup on top of spaghetti no it'd be all gravy it'd be a gravy based Gravy and It'd be a vat of gravy. A vat of gravy, mashed potatoes, <laughs> uh, macaroni, but carbs, just a carb. My right, right, right. Yeah, a carb facility. 
is superior. I'd be dead in two days, but they'd be the best two <laughs> days, days of your damn be the life. Best. That's so so true. <laughs> did you oh. ever worry that one of the elves was going to get shot? I yeah, I, I thought Seven was dead. I didn't. I, I just did assumed when he was going for the yeah. microphone, I thought Absolutely. they were going to take him out. I was oh. worried about that. I was like, no, not Seven. That's the other thing that literally pissed me off in the movie. Why is it that the most powerful military in the world cannot afford to buy more than one fucking radio? Because you would think, what was that? A gunshot? Let me get on my radio. Police officers, what's the first thing they do? They pick up the radio. They tell people. Get the word out. Yeah, but then somehow he has the element of surprise because nobody's saying anything. But then he just blows it. Yeah. And it not to any end. It's not like he's getting closer to Chris. He doesn't have a clue where Chris is. Yeah, he's in the the like barn slash factory setup that they've got going on. And meanwhile, Chris yeah. is upstairs. And why does he want to blow wife. it up? I thought he was just going to kill Chris Kringle. Yeah. And he has explosives. Yeah. And why? Yeah, it's not a massive assassination attempt. You're looking for one dude, and you're yeah. trying to do it in a covert fashion. See, this is where he demonstrates his ability to disassemble and reassemble. Well, no. one of the elves insiders yeah. grabs one of the explosives, and the Slender Man is trying to tell him to put it down, and he just Slenderman. like he just takes it apart. Well, here's the other thing that they did, <laughs> <laughs> and then he tries to shoot him, and might have shot him. That was you a know. that was oh, a good move true. on his part a second ago though because the elf oh, who, the black guy's gonna die. <laughs> <laughs> Not if Abed has anything to say about it, but because uh, he tries to get away with being a little bit covert when the elf is like, "Are you one of Captain Jacob's men?" and he's like, "Yes, that, that yes I am." Okay, that is the biggest, laziest, cheapest thing they do in this whole screenplay because they do it twice. At, Postman. The Postman, where it's uh, like, hey, are you a member of this organization? Oh, yeah, yeah, I totally am. I'm one and of And they the, hand him. Well, you it, know? with the Postman, it made more sense because he was at least in a uniform. He doesn't look like any of the other soldiers. He doesn't have a uniform on. He's in a white coat. Yeah. Again, if it was a comedy, fine. Totally okay. Wouldn't bother me a bit. If, if, if Leslie Nielsen was in this, I'd be fine with that. <laughs> yeah. yeah, okay, yeah, it's no big deal. It, it's a gag. But yeah, be very Mr. Magoo. Type so the, of yeah, the captain grabs the one radio and, and, and says something. But at the exact same moment, that's when seven um, sounds the alarm. So it's like there was not, not even any point to that. Yeah, <laughs> there's no point to it. But he does take care of his squad. He makes sure to help evacuate all the other elves. So yeah. seven's a good guy. I like him. I like that they don't show the toys. Like, you don't see them actually making an Xbox. Right. You know? Thank gosh. Yeah. yeah. That's true. Because I was thinking... Smoke you know, bomb. Yeah. Because <laughs> I, I was thinking, oh, I wonder who paid money to be the toy. Yeah. And I was actually surprised that they didn't do that. They didn't have, like, oh, they, Sony. It's all... They could have you know. got quite a bit of extra yeah. money. Yeah. It's the opposite of uh, the Tim Allen Santa Claus, where it's just this magical <laughs> land with toys everywhere. Yeah. Now, speaking of money, Darth. You have the numbers. Oh, I do. I gotta know the numbers. You will be, you will be stunned. My mind will be blown. Well, tell him. Just tell. Yeah, tell me because I don't have my spectacles on. I can't okay. See. My Santa specs. What about your wallet and watch? Uh, <laughs> spectacles, testicles, che- wallet and watch. <laughs> okay, so um, the budget for the movie was twenty million dollars. 
and pretty low. Yeah. I read two different figures on what it brought home in the U S but they're not terribly far off each other. Uh, it looks like here is a $263,000. The, that, now, that's with a T. Yeah, because at first, because I said before the show, I said, oh, well, you know, it flopped. And she was like, no, it made $260 million. And I went, and I really? Didn't, I didn't notice the K next to the song. Oh, oh that's that's tough. Yeah. Yeah. Now, to be fair, it came out in 2020. Yeah. When everybody there was There were no movie theaters. Yeah. Right. Uh, by the way, Ghostbusters Afterlife, over, I think it was $114 million we, is what it's up to right now. We okay. still have to go see that soon. Yes, yeah. for sure. I don't want it to um, get ruined on the internet. And the captain just died, and there's nothing. Like, he just dies like he's just any other... Why? Mm. Yeah, you're nah. right. The elves do try to help out because the captain gets shot, and then two elves jump, and... Uh, he tries to assassinate them too, but they they scurry they away fast enough. Bank. Yeah. Love his gun; it's a yeah. cool gun. It's tactical AF. Yeah, <laughs> it is tactical AF. I mean, I don't yeah, know. So are we watching he's... Lethal Weapon in Alaska, <laughs> or are we watching, you know, Kill Bill? It's a combination yeah. of both. But yeah, so he's the final standoff is coming up. So Mel gets dressed in a hurry, <laughs> runs downstairs to go face off with. The skinny man. Yeah, but the final standoff here, I'll sum it up for you. Chris dies, but he doesn't. And the assassin doesn't die. He goes away and then is killed by Mrs. Claus. Yes. There you go. No, that's exactly what happened. That that's no there's not like a the 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 assassin doesn't have like a change of heart. Because I was thinking like, is Santa Claus gonna get in there and like, no, listen to me. I can save you. Yeah. Like, you know, you're you're not so far gone yet. I'm Santa Claus. I'll 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 give or or even I'll, I thought I'll maybe, give you the second chance that helps you to believe in the yeah. magic of Christmas or something redeeming. Yeah, like no. I was expecting some sort of a gift and that gift was gonna like, you know, return him to youthfulness and he'd have a beautiful mullet. <laughs> you know, and, and Danny Glover would be there and it'd be, it'd be awesome. No, he's too old for this shit. <laughs> yeah, he is actually too old for this shit now. Yeah, but, he really is too old. He's like in his 70s. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so I just love this long distance standoff that they've got going on. He's yelling from like 50 yards away at Mel Gibson. And uh, I love the well, line. Well, it's a Western again. Yeah, yeah. exactly. It's a Clint Eastwood he's got Western. Six shooters. Yeah. Well, he's specifically the line, you know, oh, that he says yeah. whenever he walks out, uh, the, the hitman blows up the workshop or the lobby of the workshop. Yeah. Really, Whatever. the workshop's probably fine. Yeah. Um, and then Mel Gibson says, that's enough. And it's a very sort of latter-day Clint Eastwood, unforgiven sort of thing where it's yeah, yeah. the man's coming out to talk now. Right. Yeah. yeah. But I, I, he does have that good line because he uh, Walton Goggins tells him, he's like, I'm going to take your head off, Santa Claus. And he's like, do you think you're really the first one to try? Like, uh, this, Which was awesome. It was great. But it didn't go anywhere. Yeah. No. <laughs> and the fight was surprisingly realistic considering the fact that we have established that Santa is invincible yes. and he's super strong. But Santa runs out of bullets yes. and, and, and Walton Goggins has unlimited bullets. He's on God Somehow, mode. Somehow, yeah. Yeah, he's on God mode. He can no clip. He can just walk through walls and shit. Yeah. And, and... Chris has six in one, and he's got a magazine in the other. And when they're gone, yeah, he throws them on the ground, yeah. and he has to pick up a stick. <laughs> but the other guy yeah, he is... smacks him over the head a with a stick. log. Yeah, but it the other be. guy is so obviously just shooting, and... Yeah. Yeah. It's lazy. 
Got a lot of ammo. I mean, I, then he goes full auto. Why would you ever do that? It's such and a he's waste shooting at nothing. Yeah, he's yeah. just shooting at the car. You know. Yeah. You never go full auto. Yeah, he's losing control. He's lost his edge because yeah. he's finally met somebody who can take him on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But. Yeah, because he's he's like a super assassin this entire movie and just like burns through all of his victims and then Santa's. Yeah. You think that Santa's going to be the one who has to take him out, but then Mrs. Claus. Enters the ring. Yeah, and she does it in a way that really feels like a Coen Brothers kind of thing. I mean, because it, yeah. it, it feels like it's a very sudden kill. It's it's almost not quite as sudden as uh, the movie The Departed when Matt Damon gets killed. Right, right. And it's just... You know I called that movie too? Yeah, that's... <laughs> yeah, the door just opens and bang. Yep, and it's Marky like, oh, Mark he's comes de- in and, and messes everybody up. And it's like, oh, he's he's dead now. And with this, it's sort of like it was the same feeling where it was like, oh, she shot him. Oh, well, I felt, oh, that's it. He's I felt dead. I bummed out at first because I thought he finally did kill Santa. And I was like, oh, no. He's I impaled. He he's, Santa for a minute. Yeah. He I, I was wondering, head, like, I was wondering if like he was going to become Santa Claus or yeah, something. Really you know, I was like, where's this going? Maybe he and Mrs. Yeah. Claus would hook up. It would yeah. go to the next generation. Yeah, it was like, it was like you know, the like Time Lords. They would just regenerate, you know. <laughs> and then, yeah, he'd have to, like, maybe he unwillfully inherits the spirit of Christmas. Yeah, he's the yeah, one who yeah. Santa. Like, like, like Chris actually was like, Hundreds of years ago, was a bad guy, right? You know, and well, like uh, Tim Allen doesn't, don't they? Yeah, in the Santa Claus, any, any yeah, because he accidentally things. kills Santa, he inherits, <laughs> yeah, and becomes fat. Yeah, well, okay, yeah. so they so they knew they couldn't but do he that. Didn't murder yeah. Santa, he yeah. scared Santa. Santa slipped and <laughs> fell, fell off his fell roof, his so he could still be a good guy. That's a. They're doing literally comedy shots. Yeah. Like, if you look at this without without hearing anything, it's like, you can imagine <laughs> one-liners going back and forth, yes. you know? Uh-oh, I stepped on the ice. Yeah. They, they both club each other and both pass <laughs> yeah. out, you know, kind of thing. <laughs> but instead, it's just a gruesome, totally gratuitous, and ultimately unnecessary stabbing. Yeah. Oof. Smacked in the face with a, with a log. But yeah, let's see if this angle where too. he impales him. Yeah, look where yeah, it comes out of his pants. It's almost like Chris has won the fight. He The tide has turned, but then... Because I honestly forgot about that boot blade of his. Oh, there it is. Okay. Oh, okay. I see how he did it. So it's on the side of his leg. Yeah. It's strapped to his... I thought it was like in his shoe. But it points so that's up, why I was, No, because it, it, it comes it up like this. Up and, that's, and he brings his leg back toward his body and impales Santa Claus. So. But, but there is no way that that weapon could ever be useful in any other scenario but right. this. I mean, if, if you were just in a fight with somebody... Yeah. You get two blades sticking up like this. Yeah, God, and this was a brutal part. Like so Santa's impaled and he's spitting up blood. He's and then, crawling away and then you can you can tell he's gonna you think he's gonna shoot him, but he kicks him over so you can face him. Yeah. Mrs. Claus could have gotten there a little sooner. I, was I hoping, think so. Yeah, what the hell was she was doing hoping. this whole yeah. time? Well, she had that gun. Maybe she was trying to like look up YouTube videos on how to load one of these fucking things. <laughs> it was a you know? lock, There's it? gotta be some hipster who built one out of a tin can and he son of a <laughs> Yeah. Damn, I will kill Santa Claus. Yeah. And there's a heart in the snow. <laughs> and I was like... That does, blood splatters no, very it, strategically. It's a perfect oh. heart. And I was like, does that mean something? <laughs> it, means, it means it was spilled with yeah. love. <laughs> like, spilled with love. <laughs> and then, bam, Mrs. Claus comes out of the house with a... <laughs> like a and she's great. This shot and the way that she reacts and the way she runs. Yeah. yeah. Again, it's it's a Coen Brothers movie. It, it's it's like the uh, it's like the end of uh, of Fargo. You know? Yeah, Walton Goggins has been shot like in really 
And of course, <laughs> like, he has the white jacket. Yeah. So that it really makes the blood dramatic. Yes. But he, but he's fine. Put on a white coat; it'll be more dramatic. But yeah, carry and- me out. <laughs> <laughs> Don't you do it. To, do it. You, you have to expect, you have expect Billy Eichner to run up and be like, "Excuse me, would you call Santa Claus for a dollar? For a dollar?" <laughs> That'd of course, be great. she's right behind the door. He loses his edge, which is just like spies one hundred and one would have. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> yeah. no, no special operator in the world doesn't clear behind the door. She does sort of trick him though, because she leaves a blood trail leading to another room. So he yeah. thinks he's tracking her when really she comes out from behind the kitchen door and just blasts him. So. With, with her antique gun. Yeah. Yeah. Double barrel flintlock. Yeah. It's, like, it's got two. Seriously, got I'm two pretty barrels. sure that's Captain got, Jack Sparrow's gun two from parts of the Caribbean. And she does say, I'm sorry. And, and, and that, well, because she's the one who's kept the spirit of Christmas alive mm-hmm. the entire time. When Chris is all downtrodden and uh, sad and not really believing in himself anymore, she's the one who, even when he decides, like, I can't take the military contract, and she's like, no, of course you can't. That's not who we are. And the, she maintains that spirit for him. But it it, it, it totally, this whole scene now where it, it looks as though Chris, Chris is, is you dead. you killed my gun. And, 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 you know, and, and Mrs. Claus is holding him. She's like, Chris, Chris, you know, and all the elves. And it's like, aren't the elves sitting there going, oh, shit, did he get himself shot in the head again? Again. <laughs> again. All right. Well, shit, let's take him up to his room. He'll be okay in a couple days. Yeah. Well, my question is if his eye will regenerate because it looks like he's yeah. going to heal. But does it takes is he time. that magic? Like yeah. his eyeball well, grows back? you know, sometimes the force chooses. <laughs> that, uh, the spirit of Christmas? Uh, yes. The, the spirit of Christmas. Mysterious, yeah, yeah. mysterious ways. Yes. <laughs> I love it. And I am very glad that the, that the, uh, the seven chose to go in and. Not and, and take his wallet and just but yeah but he he, he just takes the book he fleeced him. and that's it I got a book yeah I'm not fleecing him maybe he's got a bomb on him <laughs> he just, he blew something up maybe he's got another bomb should we be concerned but why does he want this list like is it's his notebook and he's very particular mm-hmm. about it and you never find out why <laughs> no but seriously it's just well done one of the other millions of things with no payoff because before he kills the postmaster he uh he's like here write down the address in the book and he's about to make notes where walton goggins has he goes use a fresh page so he's very particular about the notebook but then why yeah. does Seven want it? Like, yeah, yeah, exactly. Again, it's like, uh, well, it, the bottom line is all the characters in this movie appear to have read the script. Yeah. So they, they know have. what to do, you know? Yes. And, yeah. and so the grandmother's feeling a lot perkier now. Seems to be. Well, yeah. I mean, if I noticed very large chunks of money missing from my account that I didn't spend, then She's yeah. fueled by rage. <laughs> well, and so we come full circle with the grandma and uh, Billy because he notices that- She's figured it out, and he's going to be in trouble. So what's his solution? <laughs> he's going to just her. kill her. <laughs> kill her. With the fentanyl that she had a bottle of. <laughs> well, and it's all about, and there was a transition, so they sort of did a little something with this. Uh, oh, so, by the way, if you do this with fentanyl, you're going to, like, breathe some of it in and probably die. die. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, but who will look after the kid? I, I, well, that, that's, an, that's, abandoned them. that's another thing that there's no resolution to is the dad. Yeah. You, the yeah, whole he time. He never shows up. Yeah. It's like, well, there's got to be either the dad has to resolve himself or the kids like got to resolve the dad away. Right. But none of 
There's nothing. It's just now the kid's like in this living purgatory of knowing that Santa Claus is going to come fuck him up (laughs) if he so much as makes somebody feel bad. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Well, and they. Good luck. Oh, look how awesome. But but then you see that shot. (laughs) (laughs) And the maid's just like, I'm leaving. Yeah. Fuck you, kid. She just lets two strange grownups walk into a room with a little boy with a man with a bloody eye. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Wait, are you here for me or that little shit upstairs? (laughs) The little shit? Go right on on in. in. That's (laughs) even how he saved in Walton Goggins' phone. Did you guys notice that? Little shit, (laughs) yeah. Yeah. Um, But yeah, so they did something neat with the milk. So Chris starts out the movie and he's drinking hard liquor. Then when he sort of regains his spirit, he goes back to drinking milk along with eating all the cookies. And the grandma is... They start the movie Liquor where it's like, and Alka-Seltzer. <laughs> where it's like the grandma, uh, she requests a glass of milk in the beginning, and that's what he's going to dose her with, with the fentanyl. But then Chris comes in and just chugs the entire thing because he's, he's impervious to all. Yeah. Like, yeah, but like we said, it's like... It, it's been established if you shoot him, it hurts. It'll put him on the ground. You yeah, think I guess drinking the fentanyl, fentanyl would, would have an effect? Or, yeah, at least an effect, like make him drowsy or something. In I the guess he's got a cast iron stomach. I guess. Well, you, you know, know, you eat cookies made in so many there kitchens you go. Yeah, for yeah. so long. <laughs> You're going to be immune to everything. Sugar is a known diffuser of fentanyl. I mean, do you realize how many like <laughs> bug parts he's eating? Hairs? He's kidding. Don't try it. You know, <laughs> yeah, kid. Semen, I'm sure. You know, spittle. On the cookies. I mean, come on. The guy eats like a million cookies a year. Yes. Come on. Yeah. yeah. All right. Come on. Come on. Come on. Well, I guess I guess the fentanyl. I'm glad they didn't milk. make the kid Jewish. <laughs> oh god! Oh no! You had to go there, did oh, you? Sweet you Jesus. had to go there. Oh yeah. What about all the people who don't believe in Santa Claus? Because uh, you know what? Fuck it. <laughs> I don't. <laughs> who knows? But yeah. Uh, so I think it was just a power play for him to show the kid that he can't be beaten, and then, yeah, just warns him. Uh, you know, and he gives Billy an actual lesson to take home with him. He's like, you. Don't understand what consequences are. The guy that you sent to kill me also thought that he lived outside of the world of consequences, yeah. and he found out otherwise. So yeah, he's buried with his lack of regard. Lack of something. Yeah, yeah it was pretty well written. I, I think. I if think your grandmother meets an early yeah. grave. If Christine Crawford suffers so much as a cold, anybody that crosses your path made to feel lesser or lower because of you. I will oh, fuck God. you up. I'm coming back. <laughs> I'm coming back. I okay. will rip you from. That's the best part. I'll yeah. I will rip you, you from your covers. Yes, God. Well, see, and so mafioso of him. But the thing is, I this would work better if they hadn't put so much emphasis on the hitman, because it's like if the hitman had been like, "Yeah, I'm a bad guy," and then Santa Claus fucking ices him, right, yeah. right. <clears throat> then he shows up with the kid, and it's like it's about Santa and the kid. But the yeah. way the movie is, though, it's not about Santa and the kids. It's about Santa. It's really too much hitman. Too much uh, focus on him. And there's I, the I journey wasn't. I wanted him to take the kid over his knee, though. That was a little part that just yank him and pull down his I, pants. So, and I was his I ass. was hoping he was going to slap him straight across the face. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know. Um, but that's the thing. What can you do? It's a kid. Right. Again, well, that's where they draw the line. Is that they didn't assassinate the little girl, and yeah. Santa doesn't hurt the little boy. If it's a Tarantino like, movie, you can do that. Yeah. You can kill the kid in a Tarantino movie. I just like that Ruth saved the hamster. That means she had to go out in the snow. Where was his that car? car? Yeah, where the <laughs> fuck was his car? She <laughs> somehow found the it. entrance. I guess they buried the car, too. Because, I mean, they did. They buried his ass somewhere out there. and Yeah, yeah they just, like, buried him in the woods or something. Well, they, so can't call, they can't call the cops. No. You know? Uh-huh. 
Somebody, you die here, you're buried here. One through six are buried there. So yeah. They just put the assassin next to Well, no, them. number oh six, God. oosh, into space. <laughs> <laughs> number one, chop her head off. <laughs> put them on a rotisimet. <laughs> one, the ninth one's made out of gem. <laughs> um, okay, so we can't really, because I, I think we all saw this for the yeah, first time. Yeah, this is brand right. new. Yeah, within yeah. the past 24 no hours. No, after Seinfeld. As a movie, we could probably uh, do the recast game. Oh, I'm not ready for that. Okay. Fine. I, yeah, I, I, I gotta get ready for that. This yeah. one would be too hard. Yeah, yeah. this this uh, Mel Gibson. Yeah, I, <laughs> yeah it's I, it's there's nobody else. I mean, maybe. <sighs> yeah, who else could pull this off? Honestly, that's a good question. He's just the he's the right mixture of <laughs> traits right now to play this role. So. Paul Newman. <laughs> yeah, Paul Newman. Paul Newman or Robert Red Robert Redford could have pulled it off. Because the thing is, Jack if he had Levin. gone all Jeremiah Johnson, Jack yeah, Walter Levin. Walter Matthau, yes. <laughs> Steve Carell. If we're going the comedy route, Steve Carell. Uh, um, I would say, um, oh shit, uh, what's his name? Um, Steve McQueen. Oh hell yes, Steve McQueen. Actually, those blue eyes yeah, of his, just, my god, just. That I can imagine Steve McQueen sitting down with a kid at the end with a big old beard and just scaring the living shit out oh, of him. Yeah. Oh hell yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, everybody else, I don't. Yeah, everybody of... else was a good fit. I mean, I despite hey. the fact that the movie didn't make a whole hell of a lot of sense, I I still love. It was Robin enjoyable. I, yeah, it was I enjoyed it. I'd sit and watch it again uh, next oh, Christmas. Yeah, yeah. if this... it came on TV. Oh yeah. Um. But then again, you know, it doesn't have enough action to be. And we've already gone through it. Yeah, it, it needs yeah. more. It needs more pieces. of something and less of a lot of other things. Yeah. Um, well, on that I would give show. it about a. I would give it like on a just a. A straight one to ten. I'd give it a. I'd probably give it a six, on a regular six. scale. Yeah. No, I, you know what? Because it's give not it out a, Seinfeld. I'd give it a seven, just as raw quality. Okay, I'm gonna go in that neighborhood and give it a six, just. Uh, on a regular scale. I'm going to give it a five, just to be a okay. little different. You know, I love you guys, but I don't want to be a copycat. I don't want to be a biter. <laughs> well, and, and once again. Biter? Yeah, from the late 90s, that's a copycat. That's urban. Oh, I did not know that. Yeah. What, a biter. What bussin' terms you teach me, Mr. Pr- Do we need to rap? Yes. yes. Let's get the hell out okay. of here. Let's go. Oh, no, I, I meant I rap have, like. I have gifts. <laughs> no, I was, but yes, let's do that, too. I have gifts to deliver tonight. Gang. All right. In this He's misery for us. Okay. Well, Hindsiders, it's been a journey. A very long, you know, violence-filled journey. And we always appreciate you tuning in. So thank you for joining us for the kickoff of our holiday season. We appreciate you joining us for your drive time, your listening time, your assassinating Santa Claus time, if you can. This has been Darth, Adam, and Jason with Hindsight. And good night. <laughs>